Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and once again, it's a Saturday morning. It's gorgeous out. I'm excited about today. I don't know. Uh, I went and hit Menominee Park first thing this morning. Uh, took Bosco the podcast dog for a walk, and like it just felt right. You ever go outside and the breeze was just perfect and the weather was just right and like there's no humidity, it's, you're not sweating. It was just it felt fantastic. So you know what that means to me? That just means that that's going to transition into an amazing episode here on The Kosh, which makes me super excited. And you know what makes for an amazing episode. An amazing guest. And once again, I have another amazing guest. And so we're not going to waste a lot of time. We're going to jump in. And this week's guest is Karen Schneider. Hey, Karen. Hey, Timber. No pressure there. <laughs> oh, that, you like that, huh? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what do you mean? I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. It's just facts. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk to you. So. All right. I appreciate you making time. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling for a lot of reasons, like we're going to get to cover some really amazing subject matter. And um, it's about the cash. And I feel like you might know a lot about the cash. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little um, bit. <laughs> a little bit. So. All right. Well, fantastic. So we're going to jump in. And um, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, your connection to the Kosh? So I, Oshkosh is my hometown. Um, I grew up moving around like Fond du Lac, um, Green Bay and stuff. But my family ended up here when I was in sixth grade, graduated from here. And uh, this is home. I did move away for 25 years, but I've been back for 10. And uh, I, it's it's. You know, I, I've been blessed. I moved back. I dated. I had one date when I moved back, ended up marrying him. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, have, I have a very Bro. blessed life. So One date. One. Well, he was my only date when I moved back here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's impressive. by friends. And and and, you know, it, they were like, I have this guy. He just got divorced. I think you guys would have fun hanging out. And I don't think they thought we would get married or stick together. But uh you know, we did, and it's been almost 10 years, married for five, so. Those are good, good friends. Like, they must really, so, they, they had their their finger on the pulse. You know, I, I love my friends. <laughs> <laughs> they, they set me up well, so. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and so you were away for 25 years. Um, how did it, what was it like coming back? Um, and, and what made you leave? Okay, so um, I left, I sold my business, I had an insurance business out in Phoenix, and I sold that, and my kids, I have two adult children out there. Um, I have my son, Philip, who is a chemical engineer, Whoa. and my daughter, who is some kind of scientist with Bristol-Myers Squibb, um, who's been fortunate to go to Germany on training like twice this summer already, I'm a little envious, wow. but uh, at the time, 10 years ago, I didn't think either of them were going to stay in Phoenix. Uh, my son was finishing up school and he and all his friends were getting these offers to move up to the Dakotas for fracking and everything with these six digit signing bonuses and stuff. And Whoa. It was, you know, and fracking is then fracking took a dive, right? Right when they were graduating. So all of those job offers disappeared and stuff. 
Um, and then my daughter was going to go into the service and changed her mind. So by the time they had made those decisions and those changes, I had already moved back here um, with yeah, I, I shipped three boxes of clothes and whatever fit in the, the trunk of my car. And my girlfriend who introduced me to my husband, Jeff, and I did kind of a Thelma and Louise without dying and took a road trip from Phoenix back here. And, Bruh. you know, <laughs> life is good. So three boxes of clothes only. That's it. Yep. I don't I, I couldn't put my shoes in three boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I left the rest back in Phoenix because I'm like, if I if I like it, I'll stay. If I won't, I'll move back. And now my daughter owns the house that she grew up in. So. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, but that's how I ended up back here, and um, and uh, I had uh, I transferred actually with Chase Bank because um, I worked at Chase after I sold my agency, trying to figure out what am I going to do, and. Um, I almost didn't come back because I'm a huge Coyotes fan. Uh, not that I've watched them a lot in the 10 years I've been back here, but we had season tickets uh, since they started out there and they were in the playoffs. And um, is, they, is that baseball? That is hockey. Oh, that okay. Is hockey. Yeah. All right. So, and if the Black Chicago Blackhawks had won game seven, um, and, or hadn't won game seven and the Coyotes went to the Stanley Cup, I had tickets through that whole series and there's no way in heck I was leaving. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's a purpose out there and the Blackhawks won. So it's like, Oh, timetable stays. So, and here I am. So was that divine intervention? It, you know, a lot of things in my life have been divine intervention. So that is pretty awesome. What kind of insurance, uh, was, was there a property casualty focus, life health? I was an Allstate agent. Um, oh, okay. So we had PNC, property and casualty in, in life and the financials. And I didn't like the financial aspect of it because I really have a hard time asking people for their money. Ooh, um, I know about this life. Okay. I used to be an insurance agent. Okay. And, yeah. it, um, you know, so, it, and then uh, Allstate was, they always change how you get paid, right? Because you're mm. an independent contractor. Right. Um, and I'm like, kind of, yeah, you know, I don't really work, work for you, but you're telling me how many staff I have to have and you keep changing how I make my living. So I think I'm kind of done with this. Um, and I had a really good agency. I started it from scratch and in five years we were about um, 1.5 million in, in premium and stuff. So I you know, was able to sell it for for a, uh, a decent uh, amount, kind of broke even after all my investment and stuff. But right. I was one of the few agencies that had bilingual staff. Oh, um, which was at, we're Phoenix, right? So yeah. uh, that was a that was a huge selling point. There is, I that. would think that would be super important. I would almost think that would be a not an option, but almost a requirement. You, you would think the only person who wasn't bilingual in my office was me. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, but you, you know, you, you hire good people, and uh, so you know, some of them are still with the agent that bought my agency 10 years later. That's awesome. Um, so it's, and I'm still friends with so many of my clients that are back there, you know? So that's always, that's always nice too. I understand. Yeah. I, I worked for a triple a. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, and it's very funny as I have a tra when I transitioned out and I moved to other jobs, my clients were everywhere. 
uh, especially UW Oshkosh. I actually didn't even realize how many UW Oshkosh people I was insuring until I actually went to go work for UW Oshkosh. Uh-huh. And I kept meeting more and more people that I was like, oh, hey, hi, how are you doing? And that was that was pretty awesome. That's a pretty awesome feel. Yeah. Um, but um, they have to trust you. Right. They, well, you're ensuring some of their biggest things that you should you should have that relationship and not everything online. But we, you know, online platforms, that's a whole nother subject. So, oh, no, I'm I 100 percent agree. Insurance is such a, a sensitive topic in, in a lot of ways. And I think the best way to go about being a, an insurance uh, representative is you never sell it. You just present it. You present it according to whatever they've shared with you about their life and make sure that they know what their options are to cover their families or their belongings or whatever it is. And uh, I found that that approach really worked well because I was never selling. I just I just told you, hey, you know, this is what you this this, is what you need to protect yourself. This is what you need. Or, you know, if if, um, you know, and and however that conversation went. And I think people really appreciated uh, that there was a thoughtfulness to it. Right. I, I so agree. Um, you know, I had a millionaire come in and I mean, he owned his own business, he owned homes and he comes in and he has minimum liability, right? So mm-hmm. um, 15,000, 10,000. <laughs> and we start talking about what happens if he gets in an accident. And he's like, well, I have, an, I have this coverage. I'm like, how much is your truck worth? You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is what's going to pay if you hit a truck that's valued at the same amount of yours and it's like these are really intelligent people but insurance can be um it can be very confusing you know you know what do you mean this is what the law says i have to have why do i have to have more well this is why so it is it's an education process and it, it as you said it's presenting this is this is the recommendation to protect you and your family if you're shopping price that's a different story but are you looking to protect yourself so Right. I found that um, as I was in and I and things happened. Right. Because mm-hmm. claims come in and the real life things really happen. Um, and I was able to share the narratives of things that were that happened to either to my clients or, or my fellow uh, agents, clients. And and those things like you don't think they could it could happen, but it totally can happen. It does. Uh, the, the wildest one that I had ever happened was um, there was a gentleman that came in and we were talking about it and, and he had assets. And so I was like, hey, you ever think about an umbrella policy? And he's oh, no, I don't need that. Right. Not even two to three weeks later, he was he had a tent in his in his front yard. I forgot what he was doing with it. If it was like uh, a rubbish sale or something, a wind gust came, picked up the tent. And hit somebody in the head and killed them. Oh my goodness! Right, the wildest scenario. Right. You could never, never, ever, ever. Oh my god! Expect right, like literally, wind gust picks up big tent, big heavy tent, boom, leg flies, boom. Right, and so then that conversation about that umbrella policy looked different sure does and they popped in and that's where i'm gonna leave the story yeah because that's a little late yeah so that Mm -hmm. was one of those things okay 
we went down a path. <laughs> was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> None of these but, conversations, uh, parts of these convos ever are. We just go there. All right. So we're going to jump into the first segment. And the first segment is what in the world is going on with. That's where you start with the phrase, what in the world is going on with. And you tell us what's on your mind. All right. So mine for this week is what in the world is going on with overbooked flights on the airlines and canceled Uh, flights. Facts. So um, last weekend was 4th of July weekend. My family and I were supposed to go to Savannah. We had gotten great tickets for under 100 bucks round trip. Just checked in Thursday night. Within five minutes, we got a notice that our flight had been canceled. Um, And it's like, well, wait a minute. What is this? Now, and then you find out that there's thousands and thousands of them um, that are canceled. And I get it for weather, and I get it for mechanical issues, and I even get it for when a crew has to quarantine because of COVID. But come on, airlines, stop selling out 10 flights when you know you're only going to be able to do six um now no one offered me ten thousand dollars like there's a news report out there that they did but i saw that yeah but we i mean we did um and actually this is the first flight i've ever had canceled on me um and and we pivoted quickly and we 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 did a road trip and we went to niagara falls so 1542 miles later you know we came back for from our 72 hour trip but you know, then you're talking about these thousands of flights that are canceled and people can't pivot. You know, right. they have a wedding to get to or a graduation or, or a, you know, God forbid, a funeral. And they're stuck in these air, these airports. And it really comes back to the root of the problem is this overbooking. And why are you overbooking? And please don't tell me you overbook 20 percent because 20 percent of people are not going to show up. Because I call BS on that. You know, that's just not happening. So what is it, airlines? Why are you doing this to people? Mm. I, all I've heard um, through multiple places, whether it's uh, social media or news or whatever, that is just a hot mess right now trying to fly. And so they say, if you don't have to, don't do it. And I'm going to take that advice. Seven hours. That's what I read on one thing. Uh, One article that a uh, flight attendant had said, if, if you're, if we're, if it's a seven hour drive or less, don't fly. Um, You know, but some cases, you know, you have to get there fast. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it it was interesting. It it was interesting because we've never had that happen to us. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Vegas, flew there, flew back, no problem. Ooh, how was Vegas? Um, well, so I'm not a big Vegas person, but we went because my husband took um, our Riley, my stepdaughter, to a Slipknot concert. Um, so that's why we were out in Vegas. But then we did Hoover Dam, and we drove. I, I think we like vehicles or something. We drove another five hours to um, the <laughs> north rim of the Grand Canyon. Bruh. <laughs> You know, I've never heard that before on your podcast. I've had it twice now. I think. <laughs> this is not good. Um, but I've never seen the North Rim of the Grand Canyon in all the time I lived out in Phoenix. So it was very nice to go and take a look there. And, you know, it's a little bit of a different view and it's not as touristy. Um, so that that was kind of nice. And But I will say we spent a couple hours walking up and down Fremont Street before we head back to the airport. Um, but my point originally was that 
when we got when we came home um, the next day, I'm reading all these reports of these thousands and thousands of flights canceled, and we just kind of looked at each other and like we had no clue. We had absolutely no clue. We didn't, you know, witness it in the airport at Vegas or or anything. So it was kind of like, where's this happening? So, hmm. but that's you know, if you have a thousand flights canceled and you have 400 people per flight, that's a lot of people struggling to get to their destination. That's a lot of misplacement. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm a fly right now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pass. If I, if I, well, I ain't got nowhere. I, I, a, I don't got the time to go and uh, I ain't got nowhere. I got to go that bad. Well, I'm, I'm really hoping that they figure out this hot mess because we're flying again in October. So <laughs> I really <laughs> hope they figure it you're, out. You're right back so at it. We're right back at it. We'll, we'll roll the dice. We're risk takers. What can I say? Hey, I so. like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with Stranger Things? I just finished it um, this last night, actually. So yeah. have you finished it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We so. can look. Bruh. We will not. We will not spoil nope. anything for anybody. But here's what I will spoil. Because this has to be spoiled. Is I found out, and, and I did what all red-blooded Americans do. I googled it, and uh, it said like the next season doesn't come out for a year. I this frustrating to me because a I love Stranger Things. Shout out to all the other fellow uh, Stranger Thing fan. Um, but what drives me crazy is they already took a long time to come back. Right, yes, they did, so and those those kids look way different. Well, already. they grown, so yes, them folk they, they grown. do those those teenagers grow, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I'm just like another year. I gotta wait a whole another year. And let's be honest, episode nine, the last one they they just stopped with mm-hmm. that they released, is so good. It is very good. And so I need I need y'all to do a better job bringing this back quicker because you already made us wait. Like, wasn't it like two years in between? It Three does, and four. It does seem like a long time, yeah. right? Because I, I almost feel it was pre-COVID, like when it ended. Because I don't think Stranger Things. I don't remember binging it over COVID. I think it, it was pre-COVID, and then basically, and I don't want to say COVID's over because it's not. It's but let's just now. say uh, post-COVID in the sense of the heightened parts of COVID, right? right. So that's mm-hmm. two years, right? So we already had a two-year gap. You know, there is an Oshkosh connection that maybe we could call her and see if they couldn't speed that up. Oh, do we so, got you, we got an Oshkosh hookup? So, well, um, do you do you know Jamie Seaman when she was at UWO? I yes, actually, I do know. Okay, Jamie Seaman. so Jamie is over at Chapman University, right. and the two guys, um, their names are escaping me right now, are Chapman University alum. Oh. Um, so, and she actually just gave him a shout out, um, on her social media pages a couple days ago after she finished watching it too. So, oh. so, Hey Jamie, if you're listening to this, give him a little nudge and move things along. So Bruh. yes, let's go on and make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, go on and poke him, tell him, it, you know, I could do six months. I'll yeah. even settle for nine months, but a whole nother year. 
Come on. You know, and there's a a few other ones that always seem to take so long between seasons, too. So, like, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel seems to take a long time between seasons. Uh Uh-oh. Is that one? uh, Well, you know what? We're going to have an opportunity to cover that. But (laughs) that keeps coming up. People keep bringing that show up. It is good. Okay. We, I got to I gotta learn more about it. I, you know what? I'm looking for something new to binge, but we, we, we can cover that. Um, which takes us into word associations. All right. This is your opportunity. I'm going to say a word, and you tell me what comes to your mind. So we always like to start off with the one common denominator <laughs> for all humans, food. All right, food for me, the first thing if someone says something is tuna tuna casserole. That's mm. my comfort food. Yeah. I could eat that every single day of my life. So, Ooh. which is strange because most people go pizza, right? But for me, it's tuna casserole. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I got questions. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> tuna casserole, because I do think tuna casserole, like there's good tuna casserole, and then there's like, eh, oh, it's okay, tuna casserole. What makes tuna casserole special for you? What does your perfect tuna casserole have in it? Because the minute you say casserole, casserole to me is like saying stew or chili. Anything can go in a casserole. So, All right. So mine is really basic. You have your egg noodles, your cream of mushroom soup, a little bit of milk, lots of butter, and, of course, tuna. So it's simple. Put it together. I don't know, but it's just that thing that if I'm – if I – Whatever space my head's in and I need something, I'm going to go and make tuna noodle casserole. Tuna noodle casserole. It's good cold, too, just like pizza. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I prefer mine cold. Uh, so so there's, a, there's, a, there's a macaroni, tuna macaroni salad you can make with elbow macaroni. That one's usually cold, but tuna casserole. Some people put breadcrumbs on it. Some people throw peas in it. You know, do whatever you want, but if it gives you comfort, just eat it. Just so, eat it, huh? All right. That's fantastic. Butter has no calories when you're eating it for that reason either. I'm just saying. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the look that I had? I was like, really? Is this a, th- is this a scientific thing? <laughs> just saying. All right. Is this the go-to that you bring so, to all family gatherings? That if you're charged to bring a dish to the party, do you, do you bring tuna casserole? Oh no that that's that's a that's a private thing. Yeah. Oh no, it. this no, is personal. Yeah, I force my family to eat it every now and then at home. But yeah, I don't I don't take that to a, a potluck or anything. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm not really a, a cook or a baker or anything. So you know, if I have to take something, I'll most likely order it. No, we won't. Well, your your secret is safe with the Kosh listeners. <laughs> Cocktail or beer? I am a beer girl. I am Bud Light, water, and black coffee. Yeah, that's it. I'm as boring as they come. Yeah. So, all right. That look. Know. That I don't know. Is there? I'll, I'll have my glass of wine every now and then in a, a Southern Comfort Old Fashioned with olives. But yeah, typically my go to it's a Bud Light. Okay. Um, is it the coffee? Is it, is it like just, uh, is it basic coffee? Is it bougie coffee? Is it, you know, a Starbucky coffee? Is it Folgers? <laughs> That's my judgment in coffee. It ranges from Folgers to Starbucks. <laughs> I am not a coffee snob. And, uh, you know, you can go, um, I probably have whatever generic coffee food, probably food club from Piggly Wiggly right now this morning. Oh. So I am, yeah, I'm not a coffee snob at all. So as long as it's hot, 
I'm good. You're about it. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Uh, streaming. So um, we have a few going on. So we I um, we have Netflix and Amazon Prime. So Netflix, I have, uh, I right now I'm streaming Lincoln Lawyer um, with my husband. So we watch it in the evenings and, and I've been watching Stranger Things that I do, uh, you know, like in, when I'm getting ready in the morning or whatever, when I'm by myself. Um, we also watch Amazon, I watch Amazon Prime, I should say, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is, is on there. Um, so, you know, there's there's a few out there. I just started watching Loot, which is on Apple Plus. <sighs> Bruh. I just started watching so. Loot, too. <laughs> and that is hilarious. It is good. She's fantastic. Um, but I'm gonna say, we also bought, uh, you know, you always hear about how much all these programs are and cable and stuff. Um, and we bought this little device called a super box um, that is awesome. Um, we haven't cut the cord yet, but we're really, really close to it um, on the on on the cable. So this little super box costs like three hundred bucks, right? And you hook it up, and people are like, my my sister's boyfriend calls it a mafia box because he's like, this cannot be legal. Walmart sells it, so it's got to be legal, right? But you stream and you can get movies that are still in the theater. You can get all your your NFL games, all your baseball games. You can watch the NBC News over in Pittsburgh. I mean, it just has all this stuff. And it, in fact, I just watched the um, the Giannis um, documentary Rise or movie, which is a fantastic show. I learned so much about him. I had no clue. No. Um, and that was all on the Superbox because we don't have Hulu or disney plus or whatever one it's running on um so great investment um but whatever you want to watch you can you can watch it i could tell you an embarrassing little segment um that we had when my kids were visiting um but we'll, we'll skip that because yes. <laughs> it's it kind of like oh what kind of movie did you watch at the the outdoor theater when you were in high school and i'm like oh what about porkies and it came on i'm like and it starts i'm like oh i don't remember porkies being like this <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> yes, so anyway, those, yeah, they so, used to make those movies. Yeah, great, you know, I, I have a, a new daughter-in-law. They've been married for about a year, and she's just looking at me like this. is what she picked, huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, what can I say? So that yeah. is hilarious. But, so you know, streaming platforms and, and the Superbox keeps us entertained. So okay, I haven't heard about the Superbox, but now I am fascinated it is worth checking out i'm gonna have to look into this all right super box it is all right uh kosh listeners ask me about the super box later on because you already know that the techie and me like i'm starting to sweat like i feel like i need to jump online <laughs> and order one because i i'm totally that guy um shop local um our downtown so um you know uh we're local i i work for a local newspaper so local is what we're all about but um you know i very very seldom shop outside of that piggly wiggly is our go-to grocery store um, main street you know brinkley's boutique kits and file uh you know we really shop the the small mom and pop places around here because one you can't beat the service and you're gonna miss them when they're gone Right. You know, um, you, you, can, you can go on to this, you know, you're from Oshkosh thing. Remember this? Remember that? Well, when's the last time you went and and, and did business with them? You know, right. Um, it, that just that that gets under my skin. But uh, when is the last time you went and did business with them? 
Bruh. Um, you know, another one is Hergert's. You know, we go to Hergert's for for tubes and and Stormy Cromer stuff, and you know, we go go there, and people are like, oh, I, you know, I used to go there all the time when I was a kid. Well, why did you stop? You know, well, because you know, you go to this big box store, right? Well, Hergert's is a it's a it's a family owned business. They're supporting families here, and you know they're employing people. and 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 granted, the big box stores do too. But hey, let's give a little love to these locals, these local um, small businesses, because that is the foundation of our community. These people do so much. And um, I'll go on a little tangent here too. Uh, so many people don't give credit or don't realize um, the the um, contributions and fundraising that so many of our oh. little bars do. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, you know, that's um, why I call them churches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really so, do believe that they do a better job sometimes than, than some of our, some, some of the religious, uh, places, uh, congregations as far as supporting their congregation. Yes. Like if you are a regular at a local drinking establishment, like they know when you're missing and someone's going to go look for you. And if something goes wrong in your family, they're going to fundraise for you exactly. and they're going to take care of you. They become your bar or church family and family. That's and why you call them churches. Yes. And you know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can go and have a soda there and still do business with them there. Um, most of them have the best burgers around to begin with as well. But those places are just incredible in in weaving the fabric of, a, of community, as you say. Uh, you know, and the ability to raise money to help people out. Um, it's a heck of a lot better than a GoFundMe page. So, Facts. Um and since you mentioned it, and I got to because you know that's my one of my. You mentioned one of my wife's go tos is uh, Mark and Sue's Piggly Wiggly. Look, we got mad love for them. <laughs> they, they are the best people. So. Oh, and he, you know what amazes me about him? A, he's always there. Yes. B, he knows everyone that's walking through that place basically, and will take the time to ask you. You know, how's everything going? Uh, was anything missing? Can I special order anything for you? Like my right. wife, my wife is all about the special order of salsa soda. Oh. And he will order her like 10 cases and calls her. And it's just like, where do you get service like that? Yeah, it, it's rare. It's um, rare. It's very rare. In fact, uh, Mark, at Christmas time, he was showing me Charles Woodson has a new bourbon out, right? And yeah. Charles Woodson just got into the Hall of Fame, the Packer Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Packer Hall of Fame? Either one. Anyway, for Christmas, what are we going to do? So we got the little medallions from the, the Hall of Fame, and, and he brought in cases of the bourbon for us so we could kind of group this Woodson gift for all the guys in the family and stuff. And, oh, you know, th th and he's like, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know. So, but they are, they're, they're great people. And uh, their daughter, Jenny, works for us uh, for the Nina News, our, our other newspaper that we just launched in Nina. Um, oh, so okay. Jenny's been working for us too. And she's got the work ethic of her parents and it's just fantastic. So I love them to death. They're, they're just fantastic people. Facts. Got to shout them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, diversity. We need more. Uh, you know, um, as, as I was in Phoenix for 25 years, so 
you know, you come to Oshkosh and um, it's kind of like, where are the people, you know? So we need more. We need to be more opening and inclusive. Um, I will say that one of the things, and, and I don't know what's going on, but one of the things that is causes me worry is, so the city of Oshkosh has a new DEI committee, right? Yeah, I was initially on it. Okay, so why are people saying I was initially on it and no longer on it? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's there's uh, what I will say is at the time I I stayed on it for the first year, um, and then I took on my new role. Okay. Um, and part of that is I didn't. I didn't want to, when you do DEI, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion work, you already eat, breathe, and sleep it. It's so personal. It never shuts off. And you constantly have an incoming stream of people with questions and needs and resource resources. And um, it it becomes, becomes a lot. Um, there's another reason why also I decided to move forward that I'm, I'm just going to wish that committee the best um, and continued growth in the things that they're doing. I've heard some, I've heard rumblings of some pretty good um, things that may be coming in the future um, that I'm excited about. And more importantly, I'm even more excited that they decided to start working with Alonzo Kelly, um, who I think regionally, is one of our best uh, DEI practitioners out there uh, doing the work. Uh, actually, he's national, but we're lucky enough to have him in northeast Wisconsin. He doesn't live in Oshkosh, but there was a time he used to live in Oshkosh. Um, and he's just really, really good at what he does. Um, and a lot of the businesses have hired him to come in or put him on retainer to come and do the work. So, um, And that's what I'll say. I, I think like any new committee – Sometimes, um, and you're trying to find the right mix of individuals, um, and there wasn't a clear set of direction, um, and everybody might have had their own idea of what they thought should be done, and it's so new for Oshkosh, right? Um, I think a bit of it to me, this is just my personal feeling, was like herding cats. Okay. <laughs> I, I can relate to that um, because, it, you know, everyone in, in, in Oshkosh who was looking for it to be a more welcoming, diverse community, right. when you're watching a council meeting and you're hearing that they couldn't have their last two meetings because they didn't have a quorum, that should give you pause, you know. Yeah. And, and I understand when you start something, a lot of people have different ideas, Um you know, and, and herding cats is is a great uh, comment, but at the at the same time, you you know, you're saying Alonzo Kelly's here, to, and he's on retainer to do the work. Let's remember that those companies that have him on retainer, those people in that company have to do the work too. Yes. He cannot do it himself. Oh no, he does. He <clears throat> he is a guiding force. Yeah. And I like how you had said on one of your other podcasts when you were talking um, about you know. It's not, you know, a lot of people want to get from a from the start line to the finish line just like that, and 
nothing can be accomplished that way. It's it's small small bites at, at a time, and and we have to celebrate those small bites that are successful without condemning the people that are making those successes. Yes. Um, my my personal feeling is I don't think a council being facilitated by the city was the right place to start. Um, I think the right place to start this journey for for uh, Oshkosh is um, through um, diverse nonprofits who have demographic focuses, whether they're race centric or uh, organizations or organizations that focus on different other different demographics, whatever they are. Um, I think you have to fundamentally have those built first. And then through working through those organizations and, and that outreach within the community and having a better understanding and pulse, um, a better understanding of what the pulse of the community is, then you go into... Um, facilitating through a, a committee through the city. But to just create a city committee to do it, um, I don't know if that was if that was the right way. Um, and, and I say this coming from my observations of Appleton. Fair. And, and, and Appleton, how Appleton, uh, what's Appleton's approach has been from my point of view and where they're at currently. Um, and you know what Appleton doesn't have? A city-led diversity council. But they have multiple upon multiple different organizations that have focuses. And then those organizations partner with each other. And then those organizations partner with the private sector and all of that comes together to actually move the culture. Sounds like a good blueprint that their neighbors could follow. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. I didn't know before I knew, I didn't know before I started doing what I do currently. So I'm not acting as if like, I always had that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned that answer over the course of the last year. And so I do think there is a great opportunity for us to do something similar. But then again, Oshkosh is very different. It, it, it is. Every city in the Fox Valley has its own personality. Very much so. Um, very, yes. I've worked in Appleton and Green Bay and Fond du Lac and Oshkosh, and they and all... Have, it's like children. They all have their own personalities. Right. And, you know, which one's going to go on to be the CEO and which one is going to be couch surfing for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that, was, that was relevant. <laughs> I like that. Couch surfer. Professional. So, um, so yeah. I'll tell you. So back in the 90s when the market crashed out, in Phoenix, we moved back here for a couple of years and my kids were smaller and they were going to Peace Lutheran for preschool. So, um, so we come in and, you know, we've been back for a while and stuff. And, and, and this is out of the, out of the, the mouths of babes, right? Because 
you're doing your thing and, and you're just going on and it seems like it's normal. So we're, we're walking in to preschool one day and a, a woman of color comes out and my son goes, mama, there's a brown woman. Where are they all? And I'm just like, I'm looking at her and I'm like 10 shades of red, right? And she's like, eh, it's all right. But you know, that's what, that's what they were. That was the norm for them in Phoenix. And you right. don't realize they're that at four years old, they're noticing it's not the same here. Oh yeah. Um, so it was, it's one of those moments as you know, it's 29 years ago, but you still, it's like, it's just burned in your brain that we need more diversity in Oshkosh. And it's getting there slowly um, from 29 I, years ago. Well, I, there's, to me, I think there's been overwhelming change. Oh. I think it's amazing. Um, and I've lived here 30. And, um, you know, there was a time, you know, um, I can't go anywhere now and not see other people of color driving, walking, shopping, working, any of those things. And I can remember 30 years ago, I didn't see any of that. I wonder if she was dropping you off at Peace Lutheran. You'd been about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I do think we've we've come a long way, um, but I do think now now that the the demographic has really shifted. Because I mean, there's it's, you can't put the jack back in the box, and it's something we've got we've got to address and face and understand. Like the goal is to just make a welcoming city. Yes. That's it. It's, it's not that deep. It's just like, hey, and, and what welcoming means is like we do have to take into consideration the difference of, of individuals, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, uh, whatever those demographics are. And I'm not just talking race or culture. I'm talking all sorts of things, right? Um, I do think that instead of the council, um, and I and I'm not trying to say the council should not exist. I it's there. I'm I'm cheering them on so hard. You, you have no idea. Um, but I do think it wouldn't be bad for the city to have someone in a role similar to, similar to mine, where they go out and they help facilitate some of the things that they want to occur. Um, and it's really about relationships um, and helping to serve as a connector in the community, whatever that means, right, mm -hmm. to the resources. Uh, we have this amazing university that has a great diversity focus. There should be a connection there and connecting them to the different things. We, we have many big businesses that have an understanding of the business um, argument for diversity, the whole point of why it's so important to, to both um, expanding their talent for ideas, to increase the bottom line, all of those things. Um, there should be connections there and conversations there. Um, and then there should be conversations with the actual community members that we have here and that we want to keep um, because they add a lot to our community. Um, and so, like, I think there's an opportunity there, like somewhere where someone, that's their focus. Um, I would agree. It, it is amazing on how many different levels um just not diversity that there will be a group of people who think they know what needs to be done when they're not even part of that group or demographic yeah um you know and that does have to change we need to you know it's i worked uh for the hub for a year and and it's amazing because it's like you sort of have to ask the people what 
What do you need? What would you like to see? Right. Now? And and to have somebody out there that actually does that, that's really, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an important thing to do. Um, and also to remind us all, and then I think we'll, we'll go to the next thing, um, that when we're talking about diversity, that means you too. Everybody is diversity. A lot of people don't think like that, and they, they make it an othering thing. They're like, why do we need to? Well, the same reason we needed to for you. Diversity is short people and tall people, and the, the way people think is diversity. And, and um, you know, it's not just race or culture. It's your lifestyle. It's your religion. Um, it's what you eat, your preferences. Um your culture of what you do, even if you think you share cultures with your neighbor, it is all the things and it's an identity and that's diversity. And the sooner we all realize like that, when we say this word, it's not a dividing word, it's an inclusive word and it means all of us. Um, the sooner we can actually do the things we, we think we should be doing just my two cents it's worth more um community community so um you know it's it's really my tribe you know my community so uh, there's so many things like you were just talking about right it's your it's your family it's your workplace um you know oshkosh is my community we've just kind of crept into nina and i'm learning about that community um, but for me, my community it, it is my tribe. It's my family. It's my teams at, at work. Um, it's my it's my extended family. Um, but wherever you go, you know, each each community, you are you're kind of a, a cell in so many different atoms, right? So you have all these different communities that you're a part of, and you have to open your eyes on what each of those needs. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, Oshkosh said this before I've been gone. I was gone for 25 years and been back. And the one thing that drives me absolutely crazy is listening to people that have never left Oshkosh, just shoot it down. And you have no idea, uh, unless, well, if you go away and come back, uh, or if you just move here from a different place, you're like, this is this is golden. You know, the things Bruh. that Oshkosh has is just is just golden, and that's the community as a whole. And do we have issues? Absolutely, every place has issues, but Oshkosh as is just, um, you know, people walk down the street and hey, they make eye contact. Okay. True. All right. My, yeah. <laughs> I have a girlfriend out in Phoenix who would say, Karen, don't make eye contact. It's like, well, why? You know, well, you're going to talk to people. Well, of course I'm going to talk to people. <laughs> you know, my husband <laughs> says the same thing. You know, so um, I love it. But they make eye contact. They shake your hand. Um, they hold the doors open. Um, you know, and it, it's the little things. Uh, but yet it's the big things as well uh, of what people will do do to try to make a difference you know there's you know there's in Oshkosh there's there's a certain level of of community that invests greatly in in things that happen and 
and they take a beating from the public, but you know, they're doing it for the betterment of Oshkosh. Right. Um, you know, and then, and then there's the people on the front lines who are doing incredible work, uh, and you know, their, their community. Um, it's, it's just, I'm rambling here, but it's like every single person needs, I would just wish they would step back and stranger things, go to the upside down world for a day, right? (laughs) right? And see what it's like living in a different community and how the people are and stuff. Right. And then come back and have a new appreciation for what we have and maybe be a little more positive in making the changes that we do need to have made here in Oshkosh. Or being positive about the change that's happened. Yes. Like, it's not as bad as you, you in your mind, think it is. Uh, It's just not. We're not even close. (laughs) Nowhere close to it. Right. And, um, you know, we we definitely have our issues, but we're not isolated. They're happening everywhere. Right. you know, so if, if it was just happening here, that would be a different thing, but it's not, um, you know, and yes. I'm with that. Oh. All right. So before we go on to the next segment, we are going to take a quick break here. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the executive director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. All right. As you know, Kosh listeners, uh, due to the fact that it's my first and only commercial, I am super proud of that every time we play it. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So we're going to sneak in another segment this week, and we might this might be a keeper segment because, you know, uh, I've been asking Kosh listeners for every episode. I'm always like, hey, call in, send us an email, let us know. And there is one person who consistently always sends me like questions. She's like, I got questions. I got questions for ask the cash or whatever, whatever it is. And so we are going to, we were going to have a segment called ask the cash, but we might just have to call this segment questions by Nicole. (laughs) Cause Nicole consistently always comes up with these questions and they're good. So uh, she actually sent me three, and I picked the one that I just thought was really cool because I think this one is going to take us down a path. Okay. All right. What brings you joy? Oh, uh, that, that, well, that's uh, deep. That, right? Um, I, she, when, when she sent it, I gave me pause. I was uh, like, oh, okay. I don't even know how to, like, I don't know. Okay. So outside the norm of my family, um, and this is going to sound so selfish, but every week I open my mailbox and something that my team created is there to welcome me. Every week 
it's like a little rush and it brings me joy um, because we accomplished something. And what is that little something that your team that you. So um, we uh, I'm the publisher of the publisher and owner of the Oshkosh Herald, um, which is in our fifth year. Um, and it gets there's over thirty one thousand five hundred people opening their mailbox and seeing um, that masthead when they pull it out. So yes. um, I'm very proud of that and the team that that is out there doing that. And uh, we just rolled out one in Nina as well called the Nina News. Um, and we did that because we had so many people from that community saying, hey, when are you going to come to Nina? You know, uh, we get it from everywhere, Fond du Lac everywhere. But Nina made sense for us because it's Winnebago County. Um, so even though they may not think they're in Winnebago County and, and they don't um, relate to it, they are in Winnebago County. So by being able to share content and news about Winnebago County, it helps that. Um, but it's also a, a very unique and interesting uh, community that we're we're learning about, and we've had a we've made a few mistakes because we are not we didn't grow up there, you know, so we misidentify a, a parade event or something like that. But the we've been there for five months, and the welcome has just been phenomenal. Um, so you know that too when you look at that and and you hear someone say, you know, email you or they give you a call and just say, thank you. We needed this. I had no idea what was going on. Um, it's a, it's a great feeling of joy of of accomplishment of, you know, our whole mission is to have a more informed community so that we make those decisions we've been talking about moving forward. And, um, I, I believe the Oshkosh Herald helps do that. I do too. I'm not going to lie. I really like, (laughs) I like the Oshkosh Herald. It's my porch time. (laughs) You know what it is? It's my porch and tea time. When I want to sit on the porch in the sun and drink tea and I pull out the Herald and, and it just tells me what's going on. Like it just does a really, really good job of that. So, Uh, and that's what it's supposed to do. So it brings me joy. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Next segment. Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share a gem that you think or something that you think is a gem here in the uh, in the community. Uh, It could be anything uh, and it could be something everybody knows, but maybe they all know a part of it or maybe it's something no one knows. What do you got? So Hidden Gems in Oshkosh are, um, well, we already talked about Mark and Susie's Piggly Wiggly. Facts. You know, that's their um, the Delta restaurant. Um, Ever and Trish over there are phenomenal. And if you want to feel like your family at a restaurant, that's where you go. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's a, a few places that we always end up going to that may be more well known, but like West Side, um, I'm, West End Pizza. Oh. And a little plug here: you walk into their lobby, and they have all these framed City Pick winner and finalist uh, emblems up on their wall. Um, that's that's the uh, best of annual contest that the Herald runs. Mm-hmm. And again, something that makes you joy is when you go around town and you see all these emblems and it's like, that's us. That's us. Um, that's really cool. Um, other, you know, the Asylum Bay Park mm. over there off of County Road A is gorgeous. Um, you know, I live out that way. So it's, it's, it's always nice. And uh, 
you know, the, <laughs> there's just so many, there's the Weawash, there's Trail Island and people know about them. Um, but another little place is called Northside Barn Grill. It's out there on Algoma. Um, it's changed names a few times, but there's a sister who owns that. And then there, the brother owns pizza at 44. Okay. Um, both, I mean, talk about local success stories. You know, they grew up in different circumstances and they're both, uh, business owners now and they both do so much for the community, but their food is good. You know, so, um, you know, so those, those two little gems as well. Um, Okay. And so you said Brinkley's, and I think that's kind of it. All right, I think I'm sure I could come up with more. Oh, but, I, I, you I, know, but I, I feel you. I want to refer back to what I started at the beginning of this episode and said I, I've got somebody that knows the cash, and this is going to be a fire episode. Um, I throw out their Osh Pop as well. If you haven't had their uh, Door County Cherry Popcorn, you're missing something. So uh oh, uh oh, good stuff. I've I've had some of their popcorn, and it is it's fantastic. It amazes me the popularity of popcorn. Oh no, I I understand it. And it's like the flavors of popcorn are equivalent almost to Wagner's brats, right? You know, how many flavors can you come up with? But uh very creative and it's it's a dessert. It's delectable. <laughs> Let me tell you the secret to popcorn because and I know this, uh my parents used to own an ice cream truck that had a cotton candy machine and a popcorn machine. And the power of popcorn is the smell. And we could drive through neighborhoods and pop a fresh batch of popcorn and people would pop their heads out the door because they needed to know. And you wouldn't know, you wouldn't believe how many people would come and come buy popcorn. The good old fashioned box of popcorn. You know what the secret is? The smell. The smell and coconut oil. Oh, you pop really? it in coconut oil. It has a sweeter flavor. Ah, all right. I'm I just gave try up, that now. Uh, so. I just gave I just gave up the goods, y'all. That's the wow. that is how they get you on the popcorn trucks. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that coconut oil. Yes, it it does. It makes a flavor difference in there. Now that just made it sound like I actually pop popcorn at home instead of throwing a bag in the microwave. Oh. <laughs> I'll <have to> try <laughs> that. Bruh. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I'm, I I throw the bag in the microwave too right now. But if you know, every once in a while, it it might be some. You know, it uh, might get popped old school try way. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the cash need? Oh, so um, I'm gonna go with the the cash has a lot of great things. We still need more and better collaboration, I believe. Um, but uh. It's also you know, <laughs> a couple more restaurants. I know people aren't going to agree with me there, but uh -oh. uh, the waits at restaurants can be really long. So another nice supper club would be nice. Um, a bookstore. I know that's a, that's a popular one, but a bookstore would be nice. Um, I haven't tried the new Mexican restaurant yet, so I'm not going to go and say it needs a really good Mexican restaurant yet because we do have some good ones, but... I want to bring Popos from Phoenix out here. I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, a lot of it, it's 
it's collaboration. Um, and how can I say this? I would like to see what Oshkosh needs is more of its residents to um, take more initiative in learning about their community. Oh, I like that. So, I should have led with that. I think so. it's really easy to just live the day to day and not engage and immerse. And I would agree with that. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to use Ralph Harrison as an example here because um, I love Ralph. He's great. He's a huge community advocate. He's oh. involved everywhere. Yeah, he is. Uh, now he's on the, the county board, right? He's a supervisor. And I follow him and he's like, you know, this is what we're doing and stuff. But which is fantastic because he's educating people. Um, but at the same time, we have to be careful not to pass judgment because Ralph is retired and has the time to do this now. So, Correct. you know, there, it, it, being able to package that information, you know, like a newspaper and give it to people so that they can get it in, in quick bites and not have to spend three hours watching um watching a county board meeting to to know what's going on yes um so a lot of that and and that's that's really what i'm talking about too is people oshkosh is not a news desert by any means so there are so many opportunities to find out what's going on and and what process it's going through but it it is going to take effort and it does take a little bit of time but it doesn't mean that you have to watch 12 hours of uh, government meetings to know what's going on. I agreed. There's ways. There's definitely ways. Um, and I do think like anything, it's, um, it's the willingness to prioritize. You've got to prioritize um, that engagement. Like it doesn't have to be a ton of time. It just has to be some time. Correct. Like your time with tea and a newspaper, you know, yes, you have to, you do, it is, it is a conscious effort to be informed and take that time. Right. I I really do think that's what it is. Otherwise it's a, you know, you you either control your time or your time controls you. And so it's, uh, it's one of those things. So I'm a firm believer. Um, People make time for the things that they feel are important. And so it's a prior prioritization thing um, from my point of view. Okay. Maybe we just need to make what's going on in our community more important. I I do think, and sometimes um, from conversations that I've had with, with individuals, um, sometimes people just don't even know how or where to look. And, and, and it's just true. It I get true. it. Yep. You know, um, if you are not, um, let's say a local, local, a born and raised and, and are familiar with the, the how things work and where the resources are, where the information is shared and all that, you could easily go a long time and not know how to engage. True. And it's interesting because um, I had mentioned I worked for the hub um, before I started the, the Herald. And the hub is a collaboration or was a collaboration of nonprofits that were working to um, help people reach self-sufficiency, right? And there's a lot of chiefs at that table. Um, And when I was getting ready to launch the Herald, you know, they're talking about all these different programs, and I'm learning about all these different programs. And I'm like, well, how do people find out about it? 
Right. They have to go to my website. How do people know, know about your to- website? Exactly. So talking about consuming, you know, t- being time consuming to find out about what's going on by having to go to each individual's website is is impossible. You can't do that. Um, you know, and that's where we look, the, the Herald looks to kind of fill that community void as well is, you know, having those organizations and those businesses send us what they're doing and, and we'll share it, you know, we'll publish it so that you're reaching, you know, 50,000 people in Oshkosh. Um, and, and that's, that's what it's changing that thought process on people too. what's on my website. Well, you can go pull it from your web, you know, and I've been told this, you can go pull it from our website. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> How do I know when I'm supposed to be looking at your website? If you're going to post it, just email it to us, you know, send it to submit at Um, We can help you get the word out. But talking about time and, and knowing we don't know that, nor do we have the bandwidth to go and check on everybody's websites or Facebook pages, what's going on. So, hey, let us help you. But it's a collaboration and, and it's a partnership. It's a relationship building. Um, you send it to us. We'll let people know what you have going on. We'll, we'll let them know about this program that they can apply for, uh, for rent assistance or, you know, over here for a business grant or, you know, let us know and we'll help. We'll help you help them by getting the word out. I don't know anyone who can go to every single um, website no. to find out what's going on. No. Plus, you have to figure out where you're supposed to go on that website to get that information. That's even harder. Oh, boy. Yeah, because all all websites are not easy to navigate. Uh, all the stuff is not easy to find. Um, it just is what it is. Right. Uh, you know. Well, that is good. Uh, Kosh listeners, I hope you heard that. So if you have things going on... Um, Let's get it to the Herald and make sure that um, they're able to share whatever you want shared out to the community. I think that's super important. Um, I'm hoping that there's a share about this particular episode because I think it'll be important. (laughs) (laughs) I think people will want to hear. So um, the naughty slash heroes corner. This is your opportunity to. Nominate somebody to the naughty slash heroes. It it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a thing. It could be an organization. It'd be whatever you want. What do you have? All right. So first, I'm going to do the naughty. Okay. Uh-oh. So, wait, wait. That is fantastic. Uh, no one picks naughty. <laughs> well, and this is... Um, so we're talking about how we get news out there, right? Um, so it's a, it's a big responsibility. So the naughty person I am going to point the, per, the the finger at me right now is because recently and, and there have been a few things, but recently um, we had news on something and we confirmed it and we printed it to find out afterwards that it wasn't correct. Mm. Um, and it affects people. And, it, you know, um, that just it, it one you don't want if someone is having something that's really phenomenal happen in their life, you want them to be able to celebrate it. Right. You don't want to put a rain cloud or a huge thunderstorm over it. And, right. and unfortunately, you know, that has happened to us recently and you can't apologize enough for it. Um, you know, and there, and so it, it goes to not just our news organization, but every news organization. Um, so when they say, you know, 
verify and verify and verify again, you know, that third one we didn't do. So, um, so, so the villain there is, is, is me, um, you know, and there's been a, a few other things that we learn as we go on too. um, of when we first started, we did a photo that we had permission to run by an organization, but the family did not understand, um, that it was going to be in the newspaper. Oh. And they took a backlash from their community um, for, you know, being prideful and, and so forth. So uh. it's about those cultures and those communities that, you know, you you might make that mistake once and, and you regret it for forever, but you will never make it again. Right. Um. So was the information that you published, was it incorrect or was it just untimely? Both, I think, um, because there there wasn't um, a time commitment listed in the information that I had originally received. Got it. Okay. Understood. All right. I like it. That's that's really really good. So uh, let's go to heroes. Oh, Can we're we do doing heroes money? too. Okay. Yes. Hey, wait. Um, but if we're gonna do heroes. If I gave it to Naughty, I got to give it to okay. Heroes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so this goes also, uh, so my number one hero is my husband, okay? Why? What, what's, what's cool about your husband? It, we're going to take a moment. We're going to take a moment. Your husband. All right, so... Jeff is um, one of the most kindest, humblest people I've ever met. And he is the reason that the Herald exists. Um, He has faith. Mm. All I can say is um, if you are here in the space, in this where we're recording. There's so much energy here. Um, you can feel this. This is so powerful. Um, yeah. So to uh, go on to my next hero, <laughs> it's all the clerks that are out there with election season coming up. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we are going to uh, wish them well and ask everybody to respect um the, 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 the big, huge job that they have going on come here with August and November. So um, they're heroes. They have a big, important job. They are big, big heroes. Oh, yes. Because there's a whole lot of hot mess that might accompany that. There is. And, and what they went through two years ago, mm. um, even with um, elected officials just pounding them on social media, was just 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 so uncalled for and unprofessional um and you know they put up and that was out in the public they're they're not there to take a beating they are there to follow the the laws and um it's going to be a hot mess i don't i don't think it's a maybe um just the rhetoric that's already out there mm-hmm. so let's give them a little love so yeah, I think somehow we forgot that they're our fellow man and that much like you wouldn't want somebody to come in, bash your job or the job you're doing, that's their job. 
and let them do their job. So hats off to them because it's going to be a long six months. Facts. (laughs) That is the facts. Okay. We've made it through. We are on to... Every time it makes me happy. I do not know why. (laughs) But every single time, it is something about that. Um, It is the topic of the week. And our topic of the week is always chosen by our guests. So this week's topic of the week, Karen, is... The topic of the week is going to be consuming local news. Ooh. So... um, I'm excited. Okay. Uh, You know, we've been talking about being informed and knowing what's going on in your community and things like that. And, and Oshkosh is very, very fortunate on the number of news sources it has. So when I'm, you know, on social media and I see people going, well, I had no idea that was happening or this was happening. And it's something that's been in the works for, for not maybe, you know, for months, but sometimes years. And there's coverage that is out there in order to be informed, you do have to take the effort to be informed. Um, you know, one is, you know, they're, they're on Facebook talking about, I didn't know that. But yet, for the last three weeks, the topic was everywhere on Facebook, right? right? So, you know, part of it is, is, is being a responsible citizen, too, but let's talk about Oshkosh and community news. Okay, so the majority of things that are going to impact your life are happening in your own backyard. So you need to know what's going on in your city or your town or your village because that is really the foundation of where you're living. So we need, you know, where are we getting that? You know, where are you getting that news? And, and here we have this thing called Oshkosh Media, which, you know, is through the city of Oshkosh, which has incredible coverage um, if you want to know what's going on. That can be time-consuming because it has all of the the committees and the council meetings and all of that. But it also has um, a a program, um, a segment with Mark Roloff, the city manager, who tells you what's going on. You know, and, and that might take a half hour of your, your time a week, but you'll get a heads up of these are the things that are happening um, you have the Oshkosh Herald, you have the Oshkosh Northwestern, you have the Oshkosh Examiner. And I don't know why it seems to be, but the Green Bay TV stations give a lot of time to what's going on in Oshkosh as well. So it's like, if you don't know what's going on in your community, please take a look and look in the mirror and tell yourself, how much time did I take to find out what was going on about that? Or did you just jump in a thread and you read this on on Facebook? Uh, and so it's got to be gospel, right? Because if it's on Facebook, it has to be true. Oh, you didn't know? That's a rule. Uh, you I know? Did. <laughs> I, did, um, I thought that was a rule. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but take a look and talk. And, um, you know, if, if you want, if you have questions or are looking to find out more about something, contact well, contact any of those source those sources that you have, or if it's something with the city, write the council. You know, 
call call uh, Mark Roloff's office and ask them for clarification or where you can get more information. But don't just sit back and let things happen to you. You have a voice. Um, you can be, you know, not everything is going to go the way you think it should, but that's a democracy, right? Um, it's, it's majority rules in a democracy. So, uh, but at least know what's going on. So if you want to have a say, you can. And that goes that goes right to voting. You know, when people say, well, my vote's not going to make a difference. Hello, do you know how many elections are won and lost on one vote? So yes, that one vote will make a difference. But, you know, local news, that, I mean, if you don't, it, obviously, it's my livelihood, right? I've invested retirement funds into having a more informed community. Um, so know what's going on with your your common council. Know what's going, what's being built around you. Um, why why are those homes, you know, behind Boys and Girls Club gone? Um, what's you know what what is the club doing? You know, where did those go? What is happening with housing in Oshkosh? Because you know we need more, right? And you're gonna you can't just build single family homes for everybody because it's, it's just not possible. Um, nor can everyone afford that, but also looking at this is, this is a zone, uh, ordinance that's been on the books for Oshkosh forever, right? You have to have so many square feet and you have to have so much frontage. Well, do you really need that these days? Or, you know, can you, can you take a look at having more of a, a of a, a smaller footprint for your home and less square foot footage to build a uh, home, but be involved and make your opinion heard because it matters. But if we don't know, if everyone just sits back and, you know, my council did this to me, no, we elected them. And if you didn't vote, it's it's not everybody else's fault who voted, you know. Um, right. You have to vote. You you have to to go out there and vote. And and if you look at some of the numbers, and you have fifteen hundred people going to the polls out of fifty six or sixty seven thousand, you are letting fifteen hundred people decide what's going to happen to you. And that's, for lack of better words, that's your fault. Be one of those fifteen hundred and make that number grow. Because the more voices that are shared about anything, the better it is. Um, I'll use I'm, local news, Polkal. It's on the city of Oshkosh's website, right? They'll do surveys. Now, a survey in 67,000 people, and this number might be, be off, but it's like we need 250 respondents. Well, if I'm in an organization and I tell everyone to go and take that poll, and we all are like-minded, is it really a look at what the entire city of Oshkosh is looking for, or is it just that segment because they took the time to take the survey? So, you know, that that is news we report, right? The city did the survey. This was the results. Guess what? This is going to be the end result because this is what the the people have spoken and this is what it is. So there are some, you know, there are people out there that, well, you know, um, may feel, what's the word I'm looking for, that that because they're X and they're not contributing. Uh, disenfranchised? Thank you. Thanks. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but those are the ones we really do need to hear from. Oh, no, those marginalized voices yes, is my thing. We need to hear from them because um, 
you know, one, they matter, but two, let's talk, <laughs> I'm really rambling, workforce, right? We need workforce. Well, if you're disenfranchised and you're not engaged in your community, are you going to go out and want to help a local business or, you know, or move up or any of those things? So it's it's just cyclical and, and we need those people and we need every every group of people to, to, to go out and say, um, what they would like to see in their community and knowing what's happening and where those opportunities are, you find in your community news sources. So you're going to find those in the Herald. You're going to, to see them on the Examiner. You're going to find them on Oshkosh Media. Um, you're going to hear about them on radio stations that cover Oshkosh. But you have to pay attention. And, you know, as we're, you know, we're going to election season, it's just not Oshkosh. You know, it is the bigger picture as well. But the largest impact is going to be on what your local government is doing. So, you know, read read the the newspaper. We work really, really hard on being um, uh, neutral. You know, uh, we all have opinions, but we don't put those opinions into the newspaper because we want our readers to be able to, to, to read this, know that, okay, there's other resources out there, and make their own mind up. Um, and, and the you know there's the majority of um, well you know so, so that's what you really need to do and and my you know I'm not excluded out of there if there's if there's different um, items being presented I want to know all the sides as well uh, one so we can present those sides but two I, I'm a voter right so I still need to make my decisions up as well. Um, you know, and we could use uh, the the wheel tax that's going to be coming up um, in front of the council as an example, because this has been coming up, right? Um, if you're if you're a homeowner and your home uh, is worth a hundred thousand dollars, and you get a twenty thousand um, dollar whatever those assessment, are. thank you assessments, um, you know that that. That's huge. And if your home is valued at $100,000, you probably don't have $20,000 sitting there being able to pay for the road in front of your house. So I probably drive on that road. You know, I, I, I just have never understood why the people living where the, the roads are getting fixed are responsible for fixing that road. Right. And we're not doing it collectively as a community. Right. Um, so, you know, there again, have your voice heard. Um, and there, and there's the whataboutism, right? So wait a minute, I've already paid my share, you know, well, okay. On this maybe, but going forward, you know, you, you may end up having to pay it again or you may move. Um, or your daughter may end up being one of those that benefits from this or your grandchild, or your parent, you know, so let's stop thinking about just how it impacts me, and how it impacts your community, and your family, because um, I'm, I'm guessing that not every person in a person's family has already been hit with an assessment, um, so we have to change it going forward, and I know it's a really hard thing to do, um, but, you know, what about is put it Put it in the back, you know. Throw it in, throw it away, and take a look and see what does the what does the future look like. Um, and if and if you're following local news and you're seeing how that's going to impact people um, going forward, 
you know, it's a good thing to do. And, and it goes along with so many things, you know, local businesses, um, fundraising, uh, programs that are available. Read your local news because that is going to keep you informed of what you should be paying attention to, not only what is happening um, politically and budget-wise, but also with your with your family, with your um, neighbors, and, and things that are impacting them. Um, you know, and just know, just just be in the know. <laughs> Sorry for rambling. There was no ramble. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, sometimes you, you just have to let it, let it breathe, so, like let it out. And that, that, that covered a lot in my, I follow that up by saying facts, facts. Yes. Um, what I want to make sure that we do is, um, you gave really good, um, options for places to get, get news or information. I want to make sure that we put some of those links um, into our podcast notes. So we will have those in this episode's notes, um, some of those links. So we want to make sure that we, we connect that. Um, no, I, anything else, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Anything else? You know, um, I'm going to throw this out there. So for the Oshkosh Herald, the majority, it's a free distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So we are hundred percent basically advertising supported. So all our readers out there who support our advertisers, thank you, because that's what keeps coming the Osh- putting the Oshkosh Herald in your mailbox every week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good to know too. Um, I think sometimes we don't connect the dots, like um, as we were kind of talking earlier about supporting local, mm-hmm. and a lot of times the things that are local are the things that pay for the bowling team shirts or that softball team or that soccer team of your daughter may play on it, all of these things. And, um, you've got to support local because often that's who you go to, to support you. Well, um, and so, and this is no different. Um, if we're getting this, this paper, um, the paper that I like to enjoy on my sunny porch with my cup of tea, um, and I do see those advertisers. I'm. I should think. Hey, need to support some of those so this this treasure, this cash treasure, can continue to show up on my doorstep. And cash uh, listeners, I encourage you to think the same way. Yeah, that's powerful. We don't always do a great job of connecting the dots, so I do think it's 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 important for us to explain these things because otherwise. Things just happen and you assume they just happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and if, if the if the readers aren't showing up at the advertisers, they're going to say yeah. it's not a good investment, right? Right. So, but it is an investment two ways. One, it helps grow their business and sustain it, but it also creates a better, more informed community. Yes. And that, it's a win-win. It's totally a win-win and, and an informed community. Uh, community is too important which i think we've we've nailed that on the head and there's a lot of ways to do that okay any last words i think i'm good you think you're good (laughs) i could go on forever but i love it okay fantastic well it's that time of the show 
it's the time of the show where we start winding down. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there to the end. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to spend time with us and listen to us. Um, you know we are a work in progress. We are always trying to get better. Um, I hope you appreciate the time that our guests put into this and, and the time that's put to produce. Um, please continue to listen. Please let us know. Reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. And you already know I'm trying to uh, convince you. Please call in, leave us voicemails, do your shout outs, do whatever you want. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, but leave us messages at 920-385-9298. Once again, that is 920-385-9298. And... Once again, I'm going to continue to say this week after week because I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to, I want to be at the farmer's market buying my burrito <laughs> and see somebody walk by in a The Kosh t-shirt or hat. That's what I'm, that's yeah. going to make my summer because I, once again, since farmer's markets are about being local, what's more local than a t-shirt that says The Kosh? <laughs> They look good. They do look, they look good. good. They look good. So once again, feel free, reach out to us. Um, if you are interested, they are $20 a piece, hats, t-shirts. Uh, we got you. Just uh, holler at us, uh, email us, um, and let us know if you're interested. Okay. Now, now it's really that time of the show. You know what that is? It's my favorite time of the show. It is shout out time. Karen. Right. Karen's got shout outs. <laughs> Look, Karen's about that life. I'm calling it right now. She is ready. So, um, you know, shout out to Jeff. And I want to give a shout out to my niece, Ruthie, who uh, I um, haven't really seen a lot of her. And she had a really tough time. But in the last two years, uh, she uh, became a high honor student. I just learned she is moving to L.A. to go to UCLA. So Ooh. talking about, um, you know changing your your direction so big shout out to her because that takes a lot of work um shout out to my friend jennifer skolaski uh she is the skull sassy that's right (laughs) um you know she is the wizard behind the curtain um we've asked to do a a a, a article on her and she's like no 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 you know she is the one that has helped driving so many of the initiatives in our community and doing really great work um, and doesn't really get the the, the acknowledgement of what the difference she has actually made. So huge shout out to her. Um, shout out to my team because um, they do fabulous work week in and week out. Um, you know, we're a small business and, and we there's a, a lot of things that everyone does and has different roles. Um, shout out to you for thank you for having me on, Timber. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, we're just going to shout out to the, the, the town clerks uh, as well and city clerks. Be kind to them. Um, but also a big shout out for everyone who threw their name in the hat to run for public office. It, Facts. Is, it is a thankless job um, in this time and age of social media and, and things and can really take a toll on people's mental health. Just you don't even have to be the candidate. You just have to be someone reading it and wondering what the heck's going on here. So 
big shout out to the people who want to make a difference in our communities, in our world, and take that on their shoulders. Um, theirs and their families. So huge shout out there. Yes. That's how shout outs should be done. That was good. I like it. All right. Uh, I got a few shout outs this week. Uh, shout out to Kayla and the Boys and Girls Club uh, and the STAR program. Uh, they just won a huge uh, $25,000 grant. Um, I just love their program and and the work that it does and, and how they are helping our, our youth of color. Um, we need that. And uh, I appreciate the hard work, um, the thoughtfulness in your team. You got a boss team. So big, big shout out to them. Um, shout out to Amy Jablanca. Uh, this past weekend was my class reunion. And I didn't go. But what I did get was a really nice uh, phone call from a former high school um, classmate who asked me like, Hey, you should go. And I know why you might not want to go. And you know, it's a thing. Like I was really caught up in the idea of the past instead of looking at the class reunion as an opportunity to build relationships for the future. And I mentioned that because I want others when this time comes. And I know because my big thing was, I don't even remember these people. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> that was really my thing. My thing was like, uh, yeah, I don't even remember these people. And the people that I kind of kicked it with, I very much knew that they weren't going to go and stuff like that. And yeah, so I just wasn't motivated, but um, I wish I would have thought about it from that different perspective, but just the fact that she reached out and cared enough um, to ask me and kind of try to coax me into it. That's huge. That's huge. Mine is Friday. Yours is Friday. Uh Oh, are 40 we years. Are you going? Oh uh, yeah. I'm on the committee. Oh, okay. Mine was 30. <laughs> this was my 30, 30 year. Um, awesome. All right. Um, shout out to Dan Martin uh, for uh, inviting me over for the fourth. Uh, and I didn't have to barbecue. Nice job on the grill, my man, and uh, and all the other people that were in attendance. Appreciate it as always. And last shout 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 out goes to Jack Voigt. Um, had the opportunity to go to breakfast uh, every Friday in Appleton. There is a free breakfast for vets served by Vets and Friends, um, um, which is a or a, or a nonprofit uh, that Jack Voigt helps to run. And um, I was asked to stop in. And uh, so me and I coaxed the mayor into stopping in. And we stopped in. And breakfast was solid. And it was a great group of people. Uh, the coffee was exactly how I would have imagined it. Very uh, strong and military-ish, if you know what I'm hollering about. Uh, so uh, it was just a fantastic experience overall. So a uh, big, big shout out to that. All right. Now we are at the end. Okay. So at the end, Karen, are you ready? You have three choices. The end is... You can either share with us some parting words of wisdom or you can share with us what would yourself today tell your 12-year-old self or option C, both, all of the above. 
well, what? What? That's, it's a thing. Like, yeah, right? There should always be the option to do both. Right. So my, I'll do both. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so my parting words of wisdom would be: um, stop looking at social media for your news and look elsewhere and talk to your neighbors, read a newspaper, watch the news, but get off social media. And my 12-year-old self would say, way to go, girl. You took that risk and it paid off. Mm. I like that. What'd you think? Of that? Oh, no, the experience. This has been a great experience. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it, definitely, um, you know, I, I listened to a lot of the ones prior to this and you have a lot of talented people on. So I came in a little intimidated. So um, but you're a great host and I appreciate it. And um, it was a great conversation. Thank you. Great the conversation. Cash.